back in just a moment. This is Atlanta Chiefs soccer. soccer. Penalty area. Let's see. There's an argument going on. Goalkeeper cannot move until that ball is kicked. Here it comes. Thank you for tuning in to Peach and Pitch. If you're listening to our voices right now, you are listening to WUOG 90.5 FM. My name is Alex Bragan. My name is Ethan Monteagudo. Ethan, I'm going to level with you real quick. Level uh, with me. While you tweet out the live stream. Yeah. I'm a shelva man. <laughs> I'm, I'm shuffling off my mortal coil. Yeah, and it's funny because... I'm cosmically with, with untethered. Oh, geez. I, I don't, didn't mean to interrupt. This is going... No, no, you go. I was just going to say, um, what follows this monologue is going to be a, a little witty tweet about what he's actually talking about right now. Oh, really? Well, but, I'm just going to spoil it for you, Ethan. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really tired. I'm tired as hell. I, I didn't get back from the game last night until like 1.45 in the morning and then had to do a couple things. And then Ethan came knocking at my door at like 7.45. Yeah, 7.45. Try like 8.20. This man texted me this morning and was like, hey, dude, uh... Last night, I was out pretty late, got back at like 1. Uh, anyway, you can come at like 8.20, and I'm literally sitting in my driveway, like about to pull out to go pick him up. It was for, it was for the show, Ethan. Yeah, whatever, if I don't go whatever, to the game, dude. then the show means nothing. Because <laughs> oh. you obviously bring nothing to the table. Yeah, of course. Of course. This isn't a mutual thing we got going right, here. All right, let's set our differences aside for just a second. Because there's a lot of action we got to recap. A lot of stuff transpired since we last spoke, and a lot of good stuff for Atlanta United. Indeed, a lot of very good stuff. Do you want me to keep going while you while you get this live stream uh, I up? I got it. You right, did right now. If you're listening on the radio, but you want to switch over to the internet, uh, that tweet will be on our Twitter at Peach and Pitch. So feel free to check it out. But down to business, Ethan. What was going? What was that? I don't even know. It was just making a weird noise. Oh, was that something rolling around? Yeah. For those of you who don't know, we are uh, in the WUOG studios here in Tate Student Center, and these mics are incredibly sensitive. Yeah, they it, pick up the slightest tremor. They do. They sure do. Uh, producer Mayans telling us we should get talking yeah, about soccer. Yeah, though. maybe. Maybe we should just quit talking so. about BS. But yeah, so. What do you think of the game? Let's let's start. Well, where do you want to start? You want to start Saturday? Wow, there's so much to unpack. Yeah, we we probably should start with Saturday. Yeah, although it's not it. as fresh in the noggin. But yeah, Saturday, we were both there. Yes, indeed. What'd um, you think? It was a packed house. Um, MLS record. Um, expectations fulfilled. Stadium was packed. Sold out crowd. Breaking records. Then a 3-3 tie to the draw. I'm sorry, the 3-3 draw to Orlando. Don't um, be a rookie. Yeah. Honestly, I was I was pleased with the performance regardless of the one-point result. I mean, mm-hmm. three goals scored, so it's entertaining to watch. And it's not like the three goals that they scored were just like our defense falling It was the apart. exact like, same goal three times. Right. We were seeing triple. Right, you know? right. And... And they were well played. Credit to Orlando. They, they, in my opinion, they were able to make the most out of the situations that they created. Exactly. Um, it wasn't like these horrible miscues in defense where big gaps are open or anything like that. That's why I enjoyed watching the game, even though it was a draw. 
And then, of course, Yosef with his second hat trick. Or what? Yeah. Yeah. Sec- second, second hat trick. Second hat trick yeah. uh, in a row. Yeah, it was. Overall, I left the game, even though it was a draw, I agree. I left the game with a feeling of having accomplished something. Absolutely. I guess because it was a come from behind win. Also, the crowd, the atmosphere was electric. I was just having a great time. In hindsight, it would have been nice to have gotten three points. I think, especially against such a weakened Orlando City outfit, I don't really think we should be dropping two points. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to nitpick and and make something out of nothing, but I, I think that a lot of people would agree that we were definitely the better team on the day. Certainly. Now it wasn't quite as lopsided of a result as some of our other recent games have been. And perhaps that was due to the intensity of the game. I think Orlando City was just as energized by the crowd as we were mm-hmm. in the sense that playing in front of 70K, that's probably the first time most of those players, save for maybe like Dom Dwyer and Kyle Lahren, um, have played in front of that crowd. And maybe just Kaka. Dom Dwyer. And, well, but, you know, Kaka, but yeah. he's, uh, he was out. Unfortunately, I would have loved to see Kaka play, actually. I know. That does sink, and I was I miss that presence on the pitch, the old uh, Brazilian wonder. Mm-hmm. See what he can bring out. Definitely, and I would say it's probably a good thing he didn't play because that might have been the the deciding the, the, factor, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, the bead that skipped skipped the bead that tipped the scale. Yeah. So, um, so what did you tactically? What were we thinking? Right, right, and what did you make of? I don't know the. Well, I, we played well in the middle. I thought um, we had we were strong finishing. We played well in the middle. For me, the standout performance was Tito Viabla. Um, I I thought he was for Saturday. Yeah, for Saturday. Interesting. And we were, I kind of was sitting right there on the on the thirty or forty in the mm-hmm. second half, and he was right there on the right. And the man, when he's got jets, that's a given. But he's also he's got afterburners in the sense that late in the game he's still he's still gunning for it there was one i can't remember exactly when it was but orlando broke down the their left side and anton walks or maybe at that point it might have been tyro mears i can't remember uh, was sort of jockeying you know just holding him up and tito streaks back mm-hmm. regains possession and then goes all the I way back exactly down and about. and puts in a cross i believe yeah and that I mean that's the sort of play you love to see. Yeah. That's the sort of heart you like to see. Absolutely. That desire, that fire. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's that's honestly what what those three designated players and obviously Yamil Assad all bring is that and that Tito expects from the players is this extremely high press offense, high motor, and all those players can just run. They're like energizer bunnies. It's ridiculous. To to quote the uh Oh, did you? What? Oh, you didn't know. Oh, I didn't. I don't know. What? Oh, I used that phrase in the blog post, actually. Oh, you did? Okay. I did, yeah. Yeah, I was actually just uh, quoting you because you're oh. just such a fabulous writer. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. It must have been hard to say that with... um. It was. I had to grit my teeth a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think your mouth is probably a little bit full. <laughs> okay, I'm going uh, to tame it, tame it down. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, anyway... Getting getting back to reality. Yeah, it was it was a great showing from Tito, although also on that right side, a problematic Anton Walks, if you believe the critics. 
again, in the blog post I wrote that I wasn't quite convinced that he played as poorly as most people made him out to be. I And I agree. I am one of those early haters for sure. I remember seeing him play and Bobby Dodd was not so completely sold mm-hmm. on his ability yet. But now that he's been playing, getting in the starting lineup, um, I like him a little bit more. He's starting to complete those crosses, yeah. uh, make decisive passes. No, he's, yeah. <laughs> it's It's been a long morning. It's, it, it been, a, it's been a long it morning. Has. I'm, I was just drinking my coffee and You were spilling it. You weren't even mouth. drinking it. Um... Yeah, Anton walks. The guy's twenty. It's it's hard for us to sit here the, being the same age when he's out on that pitch and us to criticize him. You yeah, know, if you if you think about it in the grand scheme of things. Well, you could say that about pretty much everything. That's that, we did. that is true. That is true. We're we're really the critics have the easiest job because we don't have to do anything and we exactly. just exactly. But I mean, if you really think about it, we did play at a relatively high level if you know what i mean we, that uh that classic what four three something no we were we were two and one i think i think it was back-to-back wow. promotions wasn't it so pretty much and premier league on. level yeah 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 if premier league equivalent right you know developmental um so what mo- moving on mm-hmm. what do you think of this this game last night la galaxy yeah yes. so we can and i can tie my point into anton walk about anton walks into the la galaxy game I had the pleasure and privilege of being there. and Two in a row. Two in a row, yeah. Two in a row for me. Mercedes-Benz Stadium, orgasmic. Really, really wild. Um, almost makes you cringe a little bit, though, just thinking about how much money was spent on it. But that game was a definitive and decisive performance from Atlanta United. We're talking about more than 60% possession again, which they did do against... Orlando, and I believe Atlanta's operating at the highest um, average possession in the league, Not averaging around 60, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, 62, we entirely manhandled them in the middle. It was it was really no contest from early on. It I actually got there about 17th, 18th minute, and we were already 2-0 up. Then Yamil gets his second. And the Miguel Amaron goal, arguably the goal of the season, it was it was complete domination. If you look at the heat map from the game, mm-hmm. we, and I had said this earlier, we completely controlled the the wings. I mean, we literally we set up shop. We moved in. We said we're occupying. You know, lemon, sent, lemon sent pepper wet. Lemon pepper wet. Exactly. I loved that. Really? I'm not going to sit here and make you feel too good about yourself, but. <laughs> I loved it. I did. And the wings were lemon pepper wet. And let me ask you this. You just said Miguel Almiron with that the little cheeky mm-hmm. effort. Goal of this goal of the season, really. That's that's oh bold. Gosh. Because I, I'm ready to mm-hmm. destroy that point right now. Really? Yeah. Because okay, so well I, here. Let me set the scene, let me make my case and then you can rebut it. Okay. We're on the break. Okay. Yamil Asad. Yeah. Streaking down. The left. He's mm-hmm. not quite on the wing, mm-hmm. but it looks like he might veer towards it. Right. Miguel Amaron, he's coming down slightly to the right, but Siani's got him beat by a good five, six yards. Yamil says, I know Miguel. I know <laughs> Miguel, okay? We had that oh, Spanish God. connection, and he knows what Miguel's capable of. So he plays it. He plays it through, but he puts enough on it where any other player 
they're not going to get it. Get it. Siani, Siani's got it. Yeah. But Miguel absolutely disrespects Siani. In fact, I I think when he was running by, I think he gave him a little wave. I oh, think really? I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. A little wink. Yeah. He, Miguel streaks through, <laughs> gets the ball. And then whatever the LA Galaxy keeper is, I can't remember his name. Um, I'm going to find it here real quick because I don't want to make a fool of myself. Kempen. Kempen comes up, and Miguel, with the with the utmost of composure, just a little, a little, dinker-ooski. A little dinker over the top. I had a great line of sight mm-hmm. to it, and it, it, was a, it was just an all-around fantastic goal. And I think the team play, the implicit chemistry – that was present in that goal, for me, that's number one. And, but go ahead and make Im- an argument. Implicit chemistry. And, and from that point, I will argue, starting with the beginning of the move, it began with a horrid pass from Johnny Dos Santos. Just, like, absolutely awful. It literally went to yeah. no one. It went to one of them. What did he go to? Yamil Assad. It went yeah. to Yamil Assad, yeah. So essentially just dropped right at his feet in – in a transitional part of the field where if you're a dangerous player, I feel like it's it's relatively simple to play that pass. Mm-hmm. Granted, great pass, playing devil's advocate here. Miguel Amaron, quality finish. Let's consider the Tito Villalba goal. Yeah. And like I'm just pulling these off the top of my head against so Orlando. Oh, that delayed winner, Correct. Or that equalizer? Yeah. Or was it the winner? Was that it was an equalizer, I, I believe. Thought, yeah. And he actually just ripped the netting like the ball actually flew out the other side of the net and hit someone in the face but uh, yeah if you if you didn't see that so circumstantially i believe that that goal is bigger because this is what what, fourth goal um and then that and that was that was to tie the game away against orlando um kratz coming off the bench dipping in a free kick into the upper 90 and the like I said, these are the ones I'm just coming up off the the top of my head. But with the team like Atlanta United that has scored, one second, sixty one goals yeah. on the season now, sixty one goals to choose from. Bold, bold statement. And I'm not saying that those two goals are necessarily better, but I'm just using them as a point of reference. So maybe you yeah. don't say things like that you know, ever again on uh, <laughs> live radio. You know, here's my problem. Here's my problem with that, Ethan. Is that we're we're talking about a lineup of goals that is in itself as a whole okay entirely world class so if you're just so going to lump them all together well and i'm not saying talk you're, you're asking goals. me to choose whether i prefer the dom perignon <laughs> or the pappy van winkle oh okay you okay. know or or well to a lesser extent the gray goose you know it's it's comparing but see here's the thing to apples to, to apples to an untrained tongue golden apples to golden apples okay okay let me let me continue your analogy. Um, to an untrained tongue, your uh, your Grey Goose or your Pappy Van Winkle, yeah. I could give you some uh, Jim Bean, and you would tell me it was the same thing. It's all matter of you uh, saying, so you're all saying, matter of perspective, essentially. You're basically way. saying that I think the Miguel Amaron goal is the best goal of the season <laughs> because I don't have, don't have I don't the, have, the, have the taste. Yeah, oh, okay. The the taste buds required to. See, uh, I would actually flip that logic around on you, Ethan, and say that you are the one who is indeed being overcome by the emotion of the Tito goal against oh, Orlando. Okay. I, whereas I appreciate the refinement, the skill, and the uh, what? Well, I guess refinement captures the reservation, the nuanced brilliance <laughs> of the Miguel Amaron goal, and the and the no celebration afterwards too. It was a very 
very muted celebration. Yeah. So did, well, Yosef doesn't celebrate after any of his goals, anyways. Yeah, but that's, you know what? That's an emphatic. All right, no we'll, celebration. We'll we'll leave it up to you guys. Tweet, yeah, tweet at us. At us. Let us know what say. you think. If Alex is an idiot for saying that's the best goal of the season, or you have some other recommendations, let us yeah. know what you think. In fact, let's go live on Twitter just for a minute here. Give you guys a an insight into the studio. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll keep things going, but um, yeah. So looking ahead, real quick, I just wanted to say Montreal. Montreal, big yeah. old impact, and they just beat Toronto. They did just beat Toronto, the best team in MLS. And I, I don't know. Let's see. Did did Toronto have their? Were they chugging on all cylinders again yesterday? Because I'm not entirely sure. No, they didn't have Altidore or Javinko back yet. Okay, so so it was two reduced, of their best players, yeah. arguably. But it was at home. It was an eight goal game. Um, well, yeah. So that's defense. Looks like some there's some issues there, and I know that the that's been an issue for them in the past. Um, let me know when we're live here so I can... We're live. We're okay. live right now. There's a little wink for you. If you're on you. Twitter. And, um, yeah, I mean, looking forward once again, I think we are going to go ahead and continue this high-scoring form. We're going to be at home again. Friendly crowd. Had like 42,000 out there last night, I believe. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll... I mean, it'll, it'll be a crowd for sure. Absolutely. Um, anything else you want to add on that as far as the impact At Pot is Rider has joined the live stream. There you go. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. No um, endorsements. No endorsements, mm-hmm. by the way, Pot Rider, but yeah. we love the name. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting game because we lost to Montreal. You remember way back when, 2-1. We're going to go off the live, live stream right now, by the way. Um, Just a quick look. It's a little teaser. Yeah, a little teaser. But we, we lost... 2-1 to them in Montreal, in French-speaking country. In a controversial game, it was a late winner, and Gonzalez Perez got an early red card. <clears throat> so, you know, that, that was not quite representative, I don't think, of, of what we were capable of at that point. And this is a chance for redemption. But it's, it's I won't say it's a critical game, necessarily, because... Right now, and I think we've, we might have tweeted this out, we're in fourth, and a lot of the pundits, American Soccer Analysis, by the way, check them out at AmericanSoccerAnalysis.com. They're a great stats website. But they ran 10,000 simulations of the rest of the season, and, and 99.95% were making the playoffs. Most of the time, we're sitting around the third or fourth seed, I think about 70% of the time. And, you know, it'd be great to see us win out but i think we're at a point where we can afford to start resting legs mm-hmm. looking towards the playoffs mm-hmm. and you saw him take off a few of the what was it miguel and yosef and then i believe was there was miguel, an outside yosef, right back it was uh, uh, a walks too. Came yeah, in yeah. Walks, yeah yeah so there's definitely starting to do that um but to save time, because I've been asking you to to let me rant about oh, this. Oh, yes, yes. Let's let's wrap it up. Um, moving on. Yeah, so that'll that'll be Montreal. Will be a great game. We got Philly after that, and New England rematch, and then playoffs after the Toronto game on October twenty second. So let's get let's let Ethan. Yeah. Fire off. So, who was it? I believe it was Sports Illustrated. Was it Sports Illustrated that wrote the mm-hmm. article? Essentially, um, referencing Bob Bradley's uh, 98 Chicago Fire and him saying, as quoting 
Atlanta United is doing very well. We won the double, referring to the MLS Cup and the U.S. Open Cup. Um, I have a few issues with this presumptuous claim. Um, First of all, one that it is rather presumptuous. We still have six games yet to play. That is true. Playoffs haven't played out. We still could win the big guy. Knock on wood. I'm not... I do not Mm. want to jinx that. Um, Then... We just consider the caliber of players. Um, MLS has been developing, obviously, since 1998 to 2017. Got guys like Giovinco in the mix, Josie Altador, Kaká, David Villa. I believe that the competition has improved since that team has been playing. Um, in reference to specific players on that squad, Ante Razov, leading goal scorer for the Fire in 98 with 10 goals. So let's consider something real quick. Yosef yeah. uh, Martinez, 17 goals, 12 appearances. That's, that's, that's I think that that speaks for in itself, right? That 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 the quality and I and that's just one of the players. But if you go through the roster and just compare statistics to Atlanta United and the Chicago Fire team, it's significantly better. Just to pull another one, Jersey. Podbronski, 10 assists, team leader in assists, right? They have that big check. Um, Did they it? have like a Polish connection Pol- type yeah, of deal? Yeah, like, like a lot of- really just just Vikings, basically, yeah, yeah. essentially. Um, so, but yeah, so 10 assists for him. We're going to lit up for calling Poles Vikings, I think. <laughs> but okay, anyway, keep going. It's fine. That's what I think of. Yeah. Eastern European, whatever. Um, Yamil is... Go back. Anyway, go go ahead. I, I don't mean to be pedantic. Go ahead. Yamil Yamil has a ten assists, so same as as Jersey. Um, and Miggy has eight. And like I said, six games left on the season. Um, also, let's just move beyond just the actual players on the team. Let's consider attendance. Things like it just so much goes into a squad other than just mm-hmm. the players themselves. So considering attendance. Um, the highest attendance for Chicago was twenty one thousand. Um, I'm sorry, that was their average attendance. Yeah. Um, or no, highest attendance was twenty one thousand. Average attendance was fourteen thousand. So they're not. Yeah, and well, and not it, even comparable. It's not. And and like you said earlier, it it is comparing apples to oranges because I mean you don't you don't look back on the introduction to the introduction of a league and say that the quality of play then is what it is now. I mean, you exactly. I'm trying to think of a of a good metaphor or a good example, but it's it's really I mean it's like saying that a 1945 Browns team Could, had a yeah, better introduction it, than exactly, you know. it, exactly. It's, the game continues to develop and the quality continues to increase. Um it's it's really it's just representative of of the growth of the sport essentially is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like you said it is comparing apples to oranges. Yeah. It's a bit of a stretch, but just some of the other things to consider, just the youth academy success that we have, guys like Andrew Carlton, Lagos Kunga, um, national team call-ups, the play style that we have, the tiki-taka, just the beautiful game that we play. Um, 61 goals with six games left to be played. I yeah. mean, that speaks for itself. Anyways, just to wrap up that rant, um, 98 Chicago Fire, yeah. definitely respect the squad, but I think it's a bit early to start saying that 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 is just a better inaugural team. Oh, no. Bob um, Bradley, we're calling you out. Absolutely. In fact, if you ever, for some reason, hear this, Bob Bradley, we'd love to have you on the show to hear you justify your opinion. Because absolutely. We, we 
heartily disagree. Let's turn our attention somewhat briefly towards world soccer. There, you know, we like to recap the wackiest and zaniest headlines um, every week, but there weren't really too many good ones other than an Everton squad worth more than Bayern. Did not 350 that. million euros. That's, that's approximately. Uh, is in the relegation zone right now. Uh, we're on the other side of, of the Merseyside derby, so I really could not care less. Yeah, I don't. I don't really care either. But that is an interesting statistic. It is for sure. Um, Brendan Rodgers admitted that he tried to keep Raheem Sterling on two thousand pounds a week for most of his time at Liverpool. <laughs> the, which, I knew that they yeah, were always beefing. I've yeah. seen. <laughs> well, it makes sense because his opinion was that money is one of the biggest factors in corrupting young players right you give them too much too too quick give them an inch will take a mile and and speaking of that let me get your thoughts on something real yeah. quick so i don't know if you've heard about the cavani and neymar beef that's going on yes no the, I, so so essentially oh, yes 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 right. i have like, so lines up for a free for a kick dollar, yeah. yeah lines bonus. up for a free kick danny alvis takes it out of cavani's hand gives it to neymar then there's a PK arguing over who's taking that. Cavani misses the PK. Ooh, then after the yeah. game, Neymar unfollows oh, Cavani on Instagram. That, that to me is so childish. And, like. Right. And then says it will be, quote, impossible for him to continue playing with Cavani. Dude, you're a child. You're a child. Yeah. You are a great player. One of Arguably going to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest player in the world at some point in time. Mm-hmm. But dude, what the heck? Unfollow him on Instagram. You're literally a girl. Come oh, on. So, no, don't, no, don't be spitting out profanity. Yeah, I, know, I, ap- I apologize. Wow. I apologize. Um, yeah, I've, I 100% agree. In fact, I'll... I'll um, no, I can't say that. Um, I'll take it one step further and say that Neymar, like, <laughs> cut the shit, dude. Get, I mean, get a grip and... Realize that you're getting paid an absurd amount of money to go out onto a field and, and play a game that you're great at and that a lot of people love watching you play. But at the end of the day, you're an athlete and you have teammates and it's not the Neymar show out there. You are the most expensive player in history, but that does not give you the right to act like a dick. Absolutely. Absolutely not. <laughs>